This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. You probably know Jesse by his stage name Resonomics because he's been making music around town for over a decade, including his Ogden anthem, Junction City, I Love This Place. We got lunch at Typhoon Kitchen with our buddy Deanne Armas from the Ogdenite to talk about food and music and Ogden. Are you from here? I am from here. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Ron Claire. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, I moved here when I was two. I was born in California, but the railroad actually brought my family here, the SP um, hey. from back in the day. And did you, so was it Ben Lomond? Yes, Ben Lomond Scotts. And, uh, uh, were you always making music? Uh, we started in like 1999, so I'm, I'm relatively older in the hip-hop crowd. Um, we started in 1998, but back then it was the infancy of the internet, so how we used to do it was on a karaoke machine. So my friend would make a beat, record it on the karaoke machine. He had to play the whole thing out too, there was no loops, n- none of that, right? And uh, mm-hmm. So he put it on a tape, then we put the other tape in, we press record, we we'd do our parts we'd have to pass the mic to the next guy and then so we had to perform the whole song in its entirety and it was all on tape back then so uh that's that's how that's how we started and so like what made you uh like decide you wanted to write songs um uh, I, I was a i was a big hip-hop fan so like the the early to late 90s hip-hop I kind of, as a as a child, went through different genres like Guns N' Roses into like R and B, and then finally I kind of got into to hip hop, and um, I just thought it was cool, man. I tried my hand at it, and I used to write to like mm-hmm. Tupac songs that were already out, and I, and then my style was exactly like his until eventually, after you get some writing under your belt, you kind of form your own your own style. But I, I, I picked out, I studied the way he formulated his verses how he'd segue in from one rhyme to the next line and and I just kind of and then you start discovering your own path on on doing that so it's kind of just being a fan so it's like words and flow that that drew you to it yeah like for almost sure. like poetry yeah most definitely because I never wrote poems before that really and like did you play instruments or anything were you uh, I, I played a little guitar nothing nothing crazy though like I because I was I'm, I was big into rock music too so I was trying to I love the distortion guitar sound, and so that's kind of, yeah. So I'm not not a, I'm more of a just a lyricist. Period. I don't make yeah. beats. I, I you never made beats. No. Uh. Uh-uh. You always had like buddies that were. Yeah, yeah. And then actually, w- when you kind of start running out of beats, I started seeking them out in Ogden, and and there's there's some really good producers out here. Really, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and so then when like when did you release your first song? Okay, so after the karaoke machine era, um, about that was '99, about 2006, I uh, I ran into a buddy that we used to freestyle back at parties. He's like, "Hey, dude, I have a little studio." I'm like, "Okay," so I went, and that was my first digital song, if you will, and uh, that was in, that was around 2006, uh, and from there, it just it kind of took off. So, just just to add, in that year. The year of 2007, I started at Mojo's over here, yeah. like the coffee shop, an all-ages joint. And within that first show to the end of that year, I was opening up for Bubba Sparks and Paul Wallop at Teasers and stuff. So it was a nice trajectory that I was on in 2007. Uh-huh. Then 
I had a baby. Well, I didn't, <laughs> but and then I had to get a real job and all that, and I moved away, and so I just kind of whoop, dropped it all. Oh, till I moved back. I see. So when was that you moved back? How long were you gone? So I was gone from 2008 to about 2011. So I, then I came back, kind of picked up where I left off till about 2015, 16. Took a good four-year break, and then just like everybody else. The pandemic kind of brought all the artists back out and they were yeah. sitting around like well i might as well make some music so yeah yeah but so okay so back at the 2006 time were you like uh doing shows around town at all like parties and stuff yeah so we were we were doing brewskis a ton the lighthouse when it first moved there there wasn't a stage or anything it was a flat floor mm-hmm. um kamikazes a whole time and then we did teasers probably five six yeah, seven times yeah yeah because we even did it when it wasn't you know a, a bigger name coming through to open forum those uh-huh. were the best shows though because it they the, the the crowd was amazing they were just like yeah and uh but yeah we used to do the the local shows there as well but so you've seen this like scene evolve quite a bit most definitely so when we started on that karaoke machine um shout out to rajanetics the they, they were in a group him and his brother called ghost gate and that's where me and sa lopez who we started on the karaoke machine with and then my friend zeke who made the beats we sat there and watched them wow this is how it's done you know and so from that to where we started to 2006 um, it started blowing up more and more. It became easier to do computers and all that. So yeah, I have watched it. And now there's the younger generation out here, the the twenty something year olds who are doing it. They're doing a great job. Uh, yeah, I love to watch them. I have I have some favorites. And well, yeah, it seems like it kind of died around here for a while, but like it's kind of had a resurgence just in the last little you know couple years. Yeah, ago. for sure. It has it has blown back up and start doing shows again every every couple of weeks there's a there's a hip-hop show well maybe not that much but like quite often yeah they're banging them out yeah yeah and so then did you like take a break in albums too like you released yeah so i released my so i made my first song in like 2006 but i didn't release my first album until 2011 and that's right when i came back i moved back like i'm banging this album out i got all this all this music and then from then into about 2021 where I released my, so there was like a lull. I was still working on it, but there was a, quite a lull in releases. Um, the album I released in 2021 was songs I had worked on the last time. I was like, I need to get this out. I was like, I'm, I can work on these for my whole life and no one's ever going to hear them. Uh-huh. Either they're going to like it or not, but they're going to hear it. <laughs> so, but then I like kind of just didn't stop. So I released an album 2002 or 22. And actually, that one-year anniversary is going to be on the 29th, October 29th. This is 40. That's what I called it because I kind of ch- my, my subject matter had changed from what I was talking about back then to what you know I'm the type of vibe I'm on these days. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Do you feel like you know having a kid and all that? It- yeah, most definitely. Because like I was I was a troubled youth. <laughs> um, I saw the inside of Weber County a few times. Um, so there was more of that type of a vibe on some of this stuff, but now it's like, I, I can't really rap about that stuff anymore because it's not what, not that I don't say I'm super cool and like, even like stretch the truth in rapping. Uh-huh. Everybody does. Yeah. But I kind of keep it more, I'm, I'm trying to pander to my, my age group. It worked. <laughs> I was like, this is 40. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> this is for me. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So and then thanks to Deanne, man, she's like the homie. I'll tell you, man. Like, and I, so when that album <laughs> came out, I was thinking like, how how can I advertise for this? Like, what? I started hitting up like Instagram profiles that were super Ogden-y, uh-huh. and I I was like with the Ogdenite, man. I was like I was like there's she, um, I was like this this account does like a lot of articles and things around town. So I I messaged that account and uh-huh. she's like i was like here check out this this song it's called junction city i wrote it about ogden yeah and she listened to it she's like oh my god i love it and I so it. that that's how it was born for well sure. i love the song i really love the song yeah. and the whole album i love that it's autobiographical and i could relate to the after having kids and taking a pause coming back re-emerging with your passion mm. so what inspired the ogden song what made you think you okay write so an Ogden songs have been done in the past, right? Well, yeah, and you've even done some. Yeah, like... I mean, kind of. The Ogden song I did in the past was super dark. And I remember... So, back in 06, there was this, like, cable access show called Crowd Surfing with Vince and Wag. R.I.P. to my man Wag. But anyway, they're like, hey, we need a we need a theme song. So, I had this super inappropriate song that I took the beat and just changed it for their... For their, it was on Channel 30, on KOOG, but it, uh-huh. it, it was something else at that time. But right. anyway, um, anyway, I was like, hey, check out this Ogden song, like, side note. And they're like, well, Ogden's not really that bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. Was, so anyway, when I made this one, I wanted to make it, I didn't want any swearing in it. I wanted to make it positive completely, uh-huh. shots out to all the, you know, people that are special to me business-wise and things. And, and and touch on all the staples of Ogden. I wanted to make it to where nobody could really make another one without copying me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of a, it was a calculated move on, uh, on that. Well, and I like, it's just full of shout outs. Like it's almost all just stuff yeah. you love. Oh yeah. It's good. It was, I thought that was a good choice. For sure. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, the skeleton man, he's, he's putting it on his podcast for the intro. Here's a little announcement. Yeah. It's going to be the intro and outro music for, for the Skeleton Man podcast. I didn't know the Skeleton podcast. Man had a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, Are we it's, talking about the guy who does the skeleton? Yeah. Ron Pippen. Yeah, my yes. man Ron. So. Is he talking about skeletons? No. <laughs> no, actually, it's about Ogden history oh. and like like crazy facts. And nice. I can't remember. I don't think he's decided on a name yet. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's like he's interviewing people that know a lot about Ogden. So it's going to be really interesting huh. when, it, when, it, when he finally drops it. Do you guys know that there's that podcast about Ogden history? It's like Ogden yeah. law enforcement history. Yeah, it's it's Junction City Justice, yeah. Justice yeah. Some Ooh, podcast. It. But do you know who does that? Yes, but the name I can't recall the name right now. But mm. I have been in touch with them because I I selected it for a for a Ogdenite pick one month. They had a really cool episode uh-huh. about um, about London. Yes, yeah. yes, that episode was yeah. it's really good. So I reached out to them. To find out who they were, uh-huh. and yeah, yeah, I've always meant to kind of. Reach I haven't out been able to meet them are. yet, but yeah. so they're talking about the law enforcement history, like because remember mm-hmm. there was the, the the wasn't there a police officer like back in like the early like nineteen twenties or something that was murdered or some type of thing or yeah, there's like a few things like that, and oh, he'll man. do that. He'll do like eighteen mm-hmm. eighties stories, you know, I don't crazy know. history. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which I did mention in that Ogden song, but <laughs> yeah, the right. history of this place. Crazy it's, history. It's, it's yeah, like it's not. It's 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 it was such a a hub. For the for the railroad back then, I got this book that talks about just train robberies all over, and wow. like that guy got arrested and never nobody ever found the treasure, you know? Right, stuff's it's buried all over. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go treasure hunting. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. 
Yeah, and then this street is so historic. And then the place we're at, the Taifa Kitchen. In 2003, when I, I was, so a little backstory, I was kind of raised with the family that owns this place. Like they used to babysit me and stuff, but we had to go under this building to do the plumbing. And you could tell that it was, that it was it's super kind of spacious down there, but you could tell they like built up gravel where you could kind of get in between um, the building. So the whole, the tunnel theory yeah. under here, it, I, I'm, it's not conclusive evidence, if you will, but it's definitely circumstantial. <laughs> yeah. You're at least tunnel adjacent. Yeah. You should go down in this basement is what right. I'm saying. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a trap <laughs> door. Uh, oh. there's, it's, you have, do you it. need a ladder. There's no stairs. It's, it's very, very, uh, very unaccessible. Huh. But, oh, we should have yeah. had lunch down there. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> right. For Halloween with all the spiders. Yeah. yeah. Have you eaten here before, John? I actually haven't. But I've heard so many good things about it. Mm-hmm. People who know Fuss say this is the place to go. You won't be disappointed. And you say, like, it's been a few different businesses? Yeah, so um, the, the same family has owned it, but they, they tried their hand at different, like, cuisine. So it started as a straight sushi bar, and then it became like a, a sushi. Like, like the, this, that side was sushi. This side was like a tempeniaki-type deal with the, with the wood booths. So That's what I remember. Come, yeah. yeah. And then they, they ripped them out, and then this, this side became like a Hawaiian chicken joint for a minute, oh. but it was all still connected. Huh. And then I think they still owned it, but they let someone take it over for a few years and then they took it back over and now it's the Taifa kitchen. Well, yeah, because it's always been kind of low key and I don't know if it's just because of the street or whatever, but it's like, they're not real like, I mean, it's kind of easy to just walk right by. Yeah. Right, yeah. They've never been very loud. They yeah. don't do a lot of promotion. Flashy. yeah. It's right. kind of like a secret. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a local secret. A best yeah. kept secret. Yeah. They just rely on the quality of the food. Mm-hmm. And loyal customers yeah. and things like that, yeah. And now they have late night chicken, Friday and Saturday nights, I think 10 to two, 10 to really. Yeah. yeah. It's that vibe where you come in after the bar. Well, and I mean, it was out on the, like, yeah, we on the used porch. to starve after the bars closed. Do you, there was no food on 25th street. Well, now there's chicken. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's and uh, the hot dog guy. I didn't know about this. That's cool. Yeah. Um, oh man. Sa- sauteed Jorge. onion. Oh, yeah, the sausages and uh, peppers. Hot dogs. Bacon-wrapped hot dogs oh, that's right. man. with Ooh. onions and jalapenos. Oh, man. And you get it in. <laughs> that's good. That's what the street has needed. Yeah. Totally. I don't know why it was never there. I don't know if they didn't allow it before. Yeah, uh, did they, was it too big of a pain in the ass with the city or something? Yeah, I went, I'm, I'm wondering if something changed to allow it. Yeah. Well, yeah, or so sh- maybe it didn't. <laughs> or it didn't. Or edit this out. <laughs> Are they already doing that, the chicken out there? Yeah. Yeah. A couple months. That's yeah, the very first here. night they were out there, I was looking Lighthouse, and I said, what is this? <laughs> oh, my God. And I just did a video and put it up on, on the pages, and it, like, blew up. Nice. Everyone's so happy to have late night food oh, yeah, on the street. I, I hit it on the late night after the, the Resonomics and Essay show at the Lighthouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, We came down here and it apart <laughs> did yeah. you yeah for sure i don't eat chicken so i just get a big bowl of rice with all the cabbage and that sauce Ooh, yeah the sauce i should i should ask april what's in it yeah i don't know if she's it's gonna a give sweet you that sauce huh it's it's, it's ba- made with love <laughs> <laughs> with homegrown peppers yeah. and basil yeah that's the thing they grow all their additives here pumpkin for that pumpkin spice Thai chilies or basil, all that. Yeah, she said they grow the pumpkins in their yard. Yeah, well, it's kind mm-hmm. of a farm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they can't grow all the stuff, though, right? They got room. Wow. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Totally. What else you got, John? <laughs> well, so I, I could ask you about the music for a while. Like, you've been doing it with the same guys kind of all along? So the S.A. Lopez, my uh, my partner in all this, he, he always did it. He, he, he actually makes awesome beats, but he was always doing it and, and messing around with it. But I had to, like, nudge him. So when I, when I got back into this around 2020, 2021, I was like, okay, I need a team here. So I started nudging him like, hey, get on this song, get on this song. And then we start banging him out. And finally, probably like a year ago, he released his first track oh. that you could ever find. So now he's all about it. He's like, he's sending me stuff and just like, yo, get on this. Let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, Smash Boogie and S.A. Lopez, that is, is basically my team. We're actually for next year. So everything I'm releasing now, I've had done for eight months to a year. So oh. everything I'm working on now is coming out next year. So we actually have got together kind of as a group doing a, a group project for for an album next year amongst um, I haven't I'm doing another solo, but it's not it can't really be called a solo album because I'm, I'm trying to work with every single artist that'll have me. Yeah. And so it's actually going to be my album was called feature presentation. So it's going to be all features. That's cool. So, so I, have, I have at least two confirmed albums to come out next year. Because I've been doing, like, since that last album, I've been doing singles, 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 singles. But I, they, they say your hometown shouldn't be your target audience, but it kind of is mine. Like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Like, I'm not going to go sell, sell out the Delta Center uh-huh. <laughs> at some point. Right. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to put the Junction City song on the mayor's desk. Like, yeah. listen to this, dude. Yeah. Put it on your commercial, man. Yeah. Like, there's no swear words. It talks yeah. about all the stuff you like. So I, I'm kind of, my hometown kind of is my I love that. target audience, you know, so I'm just trying to be known on this street. I don't know. If, but like, then again, like, so, so those singles, like I've had my, they say, do the singles every four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, keep it going. And I, that's what I tried doing. And they get a little bit playlisted here and there on Spotify. But when I dropped that album, so many of those songs did way better than the singles when it comes to like other than hometown audiences. Uh-huh. There were people in Queensbridge, New York, that had one of them on repeat for like a week. I was really? like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Huh. So I'm kind of going to get back into albums. I like the whole body of work thing mm-hmm. as yeah, opposed right. to like mm-hmm. listen to this song a few times. Cool. What's, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Where do you record? I have a studio in my house that I built. It was going to be a walk up bar. But I was like, I don't need that much it access. It could be a bar I don't, studio. I don't, I don't need to wake up. Well, there is a bar you can sit at, but it was going to have kegs. Yeah. Can I come sit at the bar while <laughs> yeah, you record? You yeah, definitely that's, that's can. Yeah, so I ended up turning <laughs> turning it into a studio instead of a bar. Huh. Um, and I had a closet for my like food storage because I'm a prepper. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think that, would you? But, I would not think that. Yeah, but I turned it into the vocal booth instead. So, oh. like, yeah. You, you should do a song about food prep. Yeah, oh, I definitely should. Yeah, no, I kind of get off the conspiracy theory. You want to reach back a little bit on some <laughs> albums, you can get into some of that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Can I go do a deep dive? Yeah. That'll make you O Town famous. But yeah, you no, are. I, I'm. That's 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 what I'm trying to be. You are. I'm, I'm trying to have someone listen to something. Yeah. And be like, wow, that was a really good line. Well, and I really disagree with that philosophy that you don't want to market to your hometown. Why yeah. not? And maybe it's because I mean, maybe I think that this hometown is special, but I think there's a lot of room for that. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I pride my little studio as like one of the best sounding vocal because I like, guess not really. For making, be- I mean, you can add the making beats aspect to it. It's it's all ready to go. But I just vocals, vocals, vocals. I mean, I I made I, I made sure my booth was 
really good sounding and stuff. But like, that's what I was kind of like making music as long as you have. There's that whole kind of machine of it. There's like the the beats, the producing at the end. So do you end up doing a lot of that or? So I have a guy who lives in South Carolina that I met on a 311 cruise. So I was <laughs> nice. super into three. I've been to a lot of 311 stuff. Anyway, uh-huh. we like Tom Green was on there and uh, Doug Benson, some comedians. Yeah. They all just smoking weed everywhere, man. Anyway, we met each other. And we're, oh, you rap? Oh yeah, I rap. Oh yeah, you know. And so, like, it didn't happen right away. But a couple years later, we ended up making some music together, which is actually we have a whole album. That's so that's a possible third album for next year. But we're not like rushing. We've been working on it for so two years already. So uh-huh. it's not. It'll come out naturally. And then he mixes, masters, produces all that stuff. So he's he's part of my other team but he's not in my hometown so with sa and smash there's busy b shout out to busy b my man he he does all my production everything which so i'm kind of sourcing out to the other side of the united states but like we we got a good thing going so yeah that's yeah i just simply record and send that bad boy out Yeah. yeah Man, I was talking to some coworkers, and I realized that 311 is the band I've seen the most in concert, like probably 20 <laughs> times. Amazing live show. Yeah, and they they come through here like it's ritual, you know. Everybody yeah. I know was going to them. Can like I tell was- you that when when I perform, a lot of the things that I do, mm-hmm. you might see some similarities. So I, oh. I've been, but just like you've seen them a ton, I've yeah. seen them a ton, and I've watched and I've studied, and I've over the years seen how they evolved on everything. Uh huh. And so I have taken a lot of aspects of their performance. Yeah, and so my man Essay, back in high school when we got into Three Lev, we started calling him Essay. Uh-huh. Actually, in the talent show, right, right. we You're did down. I, I did Nick Hexen part. He did Essay's part. So we anyway, it stuck. So when he went to Three Eleven Day with me last year, and I was already in with like crew from all across America, I had to explain to them why we call him Essay. Why are you calling him Essay? Like, okay, well. Yeah, we didn't think that one day we'd have to explain why he's got the same name as S.A. Martinez. Though. Right. So, yeah, that was, it was a pretty interesting situation. But, yeah, so studying, studying the live show because that's kind of how artists are going to make their money. Now, unless you're Drake, you know, you can get your – you can buy a car every day with your Spotify streams. But yeah, ones that not so much, it's the live show, it's the merch. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all, it's, that's how – that's where that's heading. Well, and that yeah. kind of feels like the direction that your music is heading to. It's like a lot more like uh, dancey and like fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm heading that direction too for the live show. Um, I've been I've been at light the lighthouse a couple times in uh-huh. the last year. We we banged out some pretty great shows there, and so I do still make the like trip out and get stoned and don't get stoned and drive, but drive and get stoned <laughs> drive around listen to this <laughs> this music type stuff but i do want to focus more on what would be a super hype vibe for a live show type song like yeah 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 and i can tell because i uh i mean the ogden song it's only you've only got the live version right no i there no oh. so so um i tried i've been trying to do some different stuff so i started i, I set out some live versions i did some techno songs i did some edm music uh-huh. with some dudes from chicago I did a super poppy song just recently, and then I got this kind of lovish song coming out. Uh, but I'm gonna get right back into that hip hop gangster shit right at the end of this year. But all that being said, there is a 
a, a original version of the Ogden song. I see. I was just gonna say because that from the sound of that, you could tell it's like your shows are this that like yeah. More and and vibe. shouts out to Busy B for making it sound even better. Yeah, it sounds good, <laughs> and I love that it was like you know it's live from the live from the lighthouse. Yeah, right? I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I took the cue from that. from like Nirvana's Unplugged oh, and yeah. live from the muddy banks of wherever it was one of his the, Kurt Cobain's last shows. Uh-huh. So I kind of everything they say good artists steal there's a saying like great 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 artists are original and but or good artists are original great artists still <laughs> i don't know so anyway i i take a lot of cues from a lot of different sources on yeah. things there's uh, a video i oh, I, I produced a video like i had four camera angles five microphones across the room live feed shout out to patty helped me make that possible at the lighthouse um so there is an actual legit music video Junction City Live That's at the Lighthouse. Cool. Yeah, because nobody's going to respect that unique sound that we've got here right. without promoting it like yeah. that. That's <laughs> so we, we banged it out, and I definitely, awesome. it, it, was, it was a great turn. Both shows have been a great turnout. So I'm not trying to like do it every weekend because I'm not trying to saturate myself yeah. and be like, oh, he's coming again? Oh, cool, yeah. Like, do you, when is your next show? Do you have one I on haven't, the books? I haven't got locked in a date yet, but I always... Per, uh, do them six months out so I don't have trouble getting yeah. a good date. Oh. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like, so is it different doing shows now? Uh, is there anything different about it? Like, than it used to be? Yeah, than it used to be. Um, I'm a little more responsible. <laughs> um, I've, I've made some mistakes back in the day. I've got up there shit faced. Right. And so now I don't do that. <laughs> I actually bust out some cardio for like the two weeks prior i try to be i try to make it the best possible display i can like i said i've been studying live shows for a while so i try to introduce other aspects um i I bring in cooper lavalle my man i I brought him in both times to to play guitar guitar? the first time was just a little part the second time i gave him a whole five minute solo that's cool um yeah so we're trying to make it a little more than just like here's the next guy yeah rapping do 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 cool you know whatever oh it's a good song people are into it and then just over and over and over and over and over again like we try to switch it up differently kind of right kind of kind of keep the attention if you will yeah that's cool so advice to you to you younger artists out there i know some of you are already taking cues on that (laughs) (laughs) and what about i mean the even just streaming music has had to have changed a lot like is it you like you got to just do all that googling about release strategies and shit now i have kind of a bougie distributor i got on with a a distributor called symphonic a few years back in like 2021 so it's 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 kind of not as exclusive as it was back then you can pretty much get on there but they have marketing drivers for playlisting so instead of submitting it to spotify itself I actually submit it to them and then they pitch it and then and then having a an advertising budget also helps which was what brought me to Deanne like so like she she's my she's my go-to gal when it comes to advertising but like I'm not putting commercials on ESPN I'm banging it out in my hometown yeah with, with, I the, appreciate Og- with that. the Ogdenite yeah <laughs> oh man yeah I'll tell you OFAM and the Ogdenite the two two of my favorites OFAM's a nonprofit, isn't it? Never heard of OFAM. <laughs> no? Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music? Oh, OFAM. OFAM. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I love O-Foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're O-Fam. They're, they, they make a cool-ass festival. Uh, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music. So you've got... Working uh, on three albums now? Yeah, yeah, for, for next year. So Like all different vibes, kind of? Yeah, so I took a little break since that last uh, September 23rd uh, Lighthouse show. I've kind of just, like, six weeks, I haven't been doing anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, but I, I have been working on the feature presentation album. And then there's the, the group effort with me, Smash, and Essay. We haven't came up with a name, but we already have, like, three songs for that. And then there's the, the about 10-song album I'm doing with my producer in South, South Carolina, oh. which... Which it it the the vibe of that it's it's more dancey it's 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 really it's really like uh, high energy but how we're gonna set that up is we're gonna go in kind of a chronological order with the songs um, and it's gonna start out with like voicemail recordings like hey man it was nice to meet you man you know and then bam 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 it's gonna kind of be a story yeah uh, if you will so right. it's, it's gonna go along those lines and then Sa Lopez is going to produce that whole group album with the three of us um all on his beats and then my feature presentation album just with along with the lyricists and everything it's also going to be um a bunch of producers too Mm. from around here so uh that's that's my next venture actually i'm I'm, the junction the official junction city music video i've shot a bunch of scenes for that already so that'll come out next year too like like the the not the live one Uh but the highly produced Nice. Uh, yeah, and so because I kind of do video as well, and I mean, you just did a single like a month ago or something, right? Yeah, in the moment. That's mm-hmm. my that's my poppy. I love that that's song. My, yeah, that's my that's poppy. A good song. I love that, it. That's, uh, that that's me trying to pander to everyone else in America <laughs> right there to see if this works, you know. And is that so? That's kind of the stuff with the producer. Is it that? So that was produced actually by Riley Jackson. Oh. He's from around here. He that uh, was his beat and his production. Um, when you want to hire hire a producer, if you want a certain sound, and we got that sound with it, so uh, he uh, so I wrote most of the lyrics, but he wrote like the cadences and the melodies oh. of how I delivered it and stuff like that. So, oh. which I've never done before. That was a whole whole new mm. process, really. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. It was, like, it was a learning experience. He's like directing your rapping almost, right? Yeah, huh. and like because like I do a little more singing. Yeah. I'm not really a, a, I don't sing much, but he had, he's like, try singing. And I'm like, singing. He's like, oh, let's, let's change the key of this, of this beat. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's my key right there, man. Yeah. Do so. you think you'll ever perform that one live? Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've done it twice now. Three times. I love the three of you, you and SA and Smash. Yeah. Boogie. The energy. Yeah. The three of you guys together. It's, that's a good, I saw you at Funkin' Dive. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we did. So at Funkin' Dive, which, oh, shouts out to DJ Juggy. I believe he has another Funkin' Dive holiday party coming up. So watch nice. out for that, that we may or may not be performing at oh. in December. Okay. Um, yeah, so we will definitely be doing the trio cool. trio version. But that's still, you just call that Resonomics still? No, that's, uh, I think SA have been kicking around the name 801 Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's an album name or a song name <laughs> or a group name, but, but instead we're just... Mm-hmm kicking out kicking out music like and it's so easy to do a group album when you only have when you're only responsible for a verse and and maybe a chorus yeah you bam 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 but if you have to do a whole concept of a song start to end and, oh, yeah. and make it like connect and not just be all over the place it the the process is so much smoother right 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. For sure. <laughs>